the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for your presence today. In our own life experiences, we have witnessed the general devastation of mediocre living. We have also witnessed those who have risen above it no matter what challenges they face. The Bible tells us that nothing is too hard for God. With God, all things are possible. Any one of us can be an overcomer if we look to the hills from whence cometh our help. Fear not, for God is nigh. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander continues to set the record straight. I have your Bibles. Turn with us. The book of Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. We're in a series entitled, Rising from Earthly Mediocrity to Heavenly Greatness. Rising from Earthly Mediocrity to Heavenly Greatness. I believe many who make resolutions and those kinds of things, I really believe they are sincere. I believe they mean well, and I believe they want to see themselves prosper to achieve their goals. However, they will never see their dreams become a reality until they get serious and are willing to make the necessary sacrifices to be successful to the glory of God. Living above the level of mediocrity means you must be committed to spiritual principles that will enable you to reach your potential for Christ for the time that God gives you here on earth. But more importantly, you cannot achieve greatness in the kingdom of God apart from yielding your life to Christ. If you want to be great, if you want to see God do extraordinary things through you, to you, and for you, it is critical that you first yield your life to Christ It is important that you seek to know him more and that you be in his will that he has ordained for you, which will result in earthly blessings and heavenly rewards. Therefore, if you desire to see God's vision for your lives, if you want to see God's vision for you to become a reality, you must stop talking, stop daydreaming, procrastinating, And stop doing those things that bring yourself pleasure because your pleasure is not God's priority. What's priority is that you bring God pleasure to the glory of Almighty God. What are some crucial spiritual principles this year that are required to achieve success? What are some crucial spiritual principles that are required to achieve success? Number one, If you want to be successful, and living the victorious Christian life is not just going to ooze on you. It's not going to just kind of happen. You know, it's not just going to just happen. Uh, There are some proactive steps that one must take in order to see God do extraordinary things through you this year to the glory of God. One of which is, number one, 
If you desire to get off to a great start this year, you must surrender your life to Christ and give yourself to the Lord. It's critical that you give your life to Christ and surrender your, your life to Christ. Surrender your life to Christ and give yourself to the Lord. Romans 12, 1 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a what kind of sacrifice? A living sacrifice, not a dead sacrifice. A living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. I love that spiritual worship aspect because when we yield ourselves to Christ, we are worshiping him. 2 Corinthians 8, 5 also says, and not only as we had hope, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. So you can't really worship God in spirit and in truth until you yield your body, your soul, your spirit that God has put into you to God. Now, salvation is the, let me give you a short, a short definition of salvation. Salvation is the life of God living in the soul, okay? You have to believe and trust Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You have to believe in his death, burial, and resurrection. You have to believe in the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ, his godness, that, that he is God all by himself. You have to believe in the validity of the virgin birth. You have to believe in the incarnation. You have to believe that he came for you, that he was born for you, that he lived on earth for you, that he went to the cross for you, that he hung on the cross and died for you, that he was buried for you, and that he rose from the dead for you, and that he's coming back again. And because he has done that, you believe that in your heart with all your mind, soul, and spirit. You embrace that marvelous truth and salvation will come to you. Because without Christ, you are a walking dead man, woman, boy, girl. It doesn't matter. You're dead. Matter of fact, every baby born in this world may be physically alive, but they're spiritually dead. Now, if they were to die as a babe, you say, where would they go? They'd go straight to heaven because they were not able to make a rational decision to accept or reject the Lord Jesus Christ. So God has a special place for babies right in the arms of Jesus should they die uh, in that state. He has a, God has a special place for those who are uh, with, who has special needs and they cannot make those kinds of decisions. But you who know better, you who know the difference between right and wrong, huh? You who know the difference between righteousness and unrighteousness, you who have been told the truth, you, have, you who have heard the gospel by radio, television, parents, aunts, uncles, uh, Sunday school teachers, wherever you've heard the gospel, you are accountable to God. You either receive him or reject him. You either know him or you don't. You're either going to heaven or you're going to hell. You're either a saint or you ain't. My friend, you must present your bodies. Once you come to Christ, God requires that we present our bodies a living sacrifice, these hands blown to God, my eyes blown to God, my feet blown to God, every aspect of my being blown to God. Second Corinthians uh, 8, 5 says, and not only as we had hope, they first gave themselves to the Lord. You see, you cannot be all that God is calling you to be until you present your bodies to the Lord and then yield yourself to God. My friend, I post a question to you with that being said. 
is Jesus Lord of your life? Because until he is Lord of your life, you cannot worship him in spirit and in truth. There is no authentic worship. You, you can sing all you want. You can shout all you want. You can have great church attendance. But until you say, Lord, here I am. I am your child. Here's my hands, my eyes, my soul, my feet. It's not about me. It's about you. Father, I surrender all then God will maximize himself through you and do extraordinary things to you for the glory of God. Secondly, number two, if you want to live the victorious Christian life, if you want to see success come to you in ways you never could imagine, choosing to remove negative influences is an important step for moving in the right direction to achieve success. Choosing to remove negative influences is an important step for moving in the right direction uh, to achieve success. Psalms 1-1 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. In other words, that's a real critical scripture. In other words, don't expect success walking with people who are going in the wrong direction. Don't expect success uh, walking with people, uh, running with people who are going in the wrong direction. Not just young folk, you older folk too. Be a leader and not a follower. Let your light shine and refuse to allow darkness to overtake you. Keeping company with or being led by foolish people. You keep company with foolish people, you're led by carnal, foolish, misdirected people will spiral you down into spiritual regression and cause you to waste valuable time as well as wasting your life. And time is too precious, life is too short for you to be wasting valuable time running with people that mean you harm spiritually and physically, and they become a liability to your life, and you look around 20 years later and you have nothing to show for your life because you spend all your time consumed with the wrong people. Therefore, surround yourself with those who are willing to inspire you, to challenge you, to dream, and to reach for the stars. You don't want folk around you that, that mess up your life and then they're out of your life. You want people that can challenge you to the next level, people who can cut it straight, cut to the chase, and not tell you what you want to hear, but to tell you what you need to hear. Why don't you say amen? Thirdly, if you want to live the victorious Christian life, stay the course and refuse to quit. Stay the course and refuse to quit. You need to know what the Lord is calling you to do in this season of your life, whatever your age is, whether you're 20, 40, 60, 80, 90. As long as you have breath in your body, you have purpose, you have worth, you have value, and God wants to use you because you are still on earth. You need to know what the Lord is calling you to do in this season of your life. You need to actually deny yourself. You need to let the Lord increase in your life and you decrease. You need to be resilient, have tenacity, and you need to be persistent. In other words, refuse to deviate from God's plan for your life. God has a specific plan for your life. He has a purpose for your life, and you have to walk with God to see that purpose fulfilled. You can't live any kind of way and expect God to bless your life. God unfolds his divine purposes to those who have an inner longing to know him and to be like him and to walk with him. 
you see, my friends. So refuse to deviate from God's plan for your life, no matter how long it takes or how difficult the task until you've accomplished your purpose. James 5.11 says, Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. God is very compassionate and he is so merciful. Aren't you thankful for the mercy of God? Aren't you thankful that he didn't give you what you deserve? Because what we all deserve is divine chastening, and if it weren't for the grace of God, we, none of us would be sitting here. I don't deserve to preach for you. I preach solely by the grace of God. I have to confess my sins just like you. I want to keep short account with, with God. I, wanna, I want to be right before him in, in all of my ways. It's James 5.11, indeed we count them blessed who endure. And Job was one who endured under the severest of adversity, Job maintained his, his spiritual composure. He, he did not lose it. He didn't just give up and throw his hand. Even when his wife told him to curse God and die, he held on to his integrity, held on to his spiritual posture, held on to his confidence in God. He held on to his faith. He held on to the glory of God. How many of you have had trials and tests and challenges in your life? Okay, now I'm going somewhere with this. Now, you know something? As you grow in Christ, those trials and those tests are not going to get any easier. I mean, you 15-year-old, if you're a 15-year-old in Christ and you've been walking with Christ for 15 years, he's not going to give you a kindergarten trial. You, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, he's, he, your trials are going to be commensurate with your, your years of life with walking with God because he wants to challenge you to the next level, to the glory of God. God wants to stretch you and do incredible things uh, to you. You must resist every impulse or temptation to quit. Satan is a specialist to get us to quit, especially in the services of God, especially when you're about halfway through a rigorous project. Right in the midst of an employment that's very difficult. You say, I'm tired of this job. The supervisor is unreasonable. The co-workers are horrible. But somebody's praying for the job that you have. Okay? Stop grumbling on the job and thank God that you have a job. Thank God you have retirement. Thank God you have Social Security. Thank God you have income. Thank God that you have a job. Praise God for that. You see, so right in the midst of a rigorous project, don't, don't give up. In, in employment, don't give up. In graduate school, some of you in college and, and certification programs, weight loss programs, don't give up when you don't see uh, your desired results weight-wise. Find your scale and step on it. You can tell yourself you're going to lose weight and don't even have a scale. How do you know what you're losing? That's right. That's right. Some of you don't want to see. You need to look. <laughs> see? Uh, some of you are making a commitment to get out of debt. That's a good thing. But Satan's going to challenge you. There'll be all kinds of sales and gadgets and, and schemes coming your way. You have to make up your mind. 
I am not going to operate on impulse. I'm not going to operate on my emotions. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit direct my finances. I'm putting my finances under divine management so that God can get me out of debt, so I can give more to God, more to my family, and more to others that God brings across my path. Uh, there are many of you with marital challenges, and uh, you don't just throw your wife or husband away simply because there is a challenge. There will always be a challenge, and there will always be problems. Every marriage has issues. There's no such thing as an issue-free marriage. Just because they're not talking don't mean they don't have issues. Look how quiet it got then. Somebody fought coming to church this morning. Some of you I had a little feisty discussion last night. That's right. Some of you still looking at each other funny. <laughs> you know, get over it and don't let the sun go down without making up to each other because you could look over there come morning and one of you are dead. It doesn't take long to die, my friends. So love your husband, love your wives, warts and all, and ask God to help you through those challenges and don't be so quick to bail out for another man, another woman, thinking that they're going to, because they're a little bit prettier, a little bit more handsome, got a little bit more money, better car, and all that kind of stuff. That doesn't keep a marriage. If riches could keep a marriage, everybody in Hollywood would stay married. That's right. They would stay married. They can't stay married because wealth don't keep marriage. It's true love, intimacy, uh, 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 relationship, uh, 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 commitment. Uh, you know, love is not an emotion. It's not, not some kind of fuzzy feeling. It's, it's commitment. Tell them, I don't feel, I don't feel like, I don't, I don't feel it no more. Well, you felt it when you first married them. That's right. Get a, don't govern your life by your emotions. You, you, you govern your life by the commitment and to the word of God and to what he said. For better or for worse, rich or poor, huh? sickness and in health, till what? Death do you part. Some of y'all can't even say it. Say it. Death do. Come on, say it a bit louder. Death. A little bit louder. Tell me y'all choking on that. I would say, as loud as you can go. That's right. Death, you do part. That's right. You, don't let me make a fool and you give up, give up that woman because, and don't gossip about your spouse. No, no, don't let your, don't, don't argue in front of the children and never leave your wife or husband for somebody else and you get over that with that somebody else, you find out it's not even grass, it's artificial turf. You don't even have the real thing. Everything that glitters is not gold. That's right. So don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit when children are a challenge, when your children are unmotivated, when they deport you, when they disappoint you. Don't throw them away. When they get in trouble, don't give up on them. And you, who, whose children are doing pretty good, uh, don't be judgmental about somebody else who's going who's going through challenges with their children because the truth be told, you don't know what your children are going to be facing this time tomorrow. There are some who even leave the church when problems arise or things don't go their way. For example, they leave their leadership position in ministry uh, without God's permission because of feeling tired. They leave their leadership positions even though God has not released them. They leave because of burnout because of personal problems, a lack of commitment, 
You must continue to bloom where you are planted. I reiterate, you must continue to what? Bloom where you are planted. Galatians 6, 9 says, and let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Fourthly, if we're going to live the successful Christian life, you cannot reach your God-given potential apart from setting boundaries in your life. You cannot reach your God-given potential apart from setting boundaries in your life. Boundaries are, are very, very essential for going to the next level in Christ. These boundaries safeguard your personal, physical, and spiritual lives. God creates boundaries. The law, this book, uh, provides boundaries. It says, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill, thou don't lie, don't, you know, all these things it says in here. You say, why is all those thou shalt not and Thou shalt not commit adultery and all these things. Why? Because God wants to preserve you. This book is designed to preserve you. This book wants you prosperous. This book wants to keep you from unnecessary trouble you bring on yourself due to rebellion. So you don't put guidelines on your children and rules and regulations on your children because you hate them. It's because you love them because you know certain things can destroy them. And so it is in the spiritual life. You cannot reach your God-given potential apart from setting boundaries in your life. These boundaries safeguard your personal and physical and spiritual lives. For example, let me give you some boundaries. Setting boundaries before going to your junior or senior prom. You ought to have some boundaries. You're going to get yourself in trouble. That's right. Yeah. Now, I know all the amens are going to go away right now because because y'all got your own plans about how y'all going to be alone and all that kind of stuff. No, you need to couple up. Also, you must refuse to date too early. Kids talking about they 13, talking about I'm in love. Can't count, don't even know their timetables. Using a calculator, you still can't count. We, we were in the day where we, no calculators. You had to do it, matriculate in your mind. You had to think. These kids can't think. They got all these gadgets. Take the gadgets out their hands so they can think. They can't even curse it right anymore. Boundaries. Boundaries. Dating too early. What you doing dating at 16? Even 18? Even 19? You say, what? Yeah. I mean, you're still, you're still trying to get your life together. You're still trusting God. for You don't know what you want to do with your life. You don't know where you're going. You, you're still trying to find yourself, and you're going to yoke up with somebody that don't know who they are either? Slow down. You young folk, be a child as long as you can, but once you get grown, you'll never be a child again. You're in your best days. You can eat and don't have to pay money at H-E-B. You don't have to pay taxes. You don't have to pay electric bills, you don't have to pay God, no, you in the best time of your life, receive it. Obey your parents the first time and hush your mouth and have a great attitude and be thankful. Won't y'all say amen? So don't date before the time. Uh, you have a boundaries in dating, a boundaries when being with the opposite sex, uh, which could lead to compromising situation and cause you to lose your Christian testimony. Even you older adults, this is not just for teenagers and those in the early 20s. You got some old folk want to start out fresh again in relationships and all of this. You need to set some boundaries too. Boundaries not just for folk that's 18, 19, and 20. It's for you 50 and 60-year-old folk. 
Matter of fact, you got some old sugar daddies out there. <laughs> boundaries, boundaries. One example of a boundary would be kissing. A peck on the cheek can turn into a passionate kissing, which can lead to lustful desires, loss of your virginity, pregnancy, and or even disease. You must also place boundaries on the music you hear. Some of you listen to music that is so antithetical to the Christian life. It's degrading of women. It's vulgarity all the way through it, and that stuff is going through your soul. Adults and children alike are making very bad television choices, looking at stuff that ought to make you cringe. You've become so desensitized that you can look at aura and X-rated stuff, and it doesn't even bother you. Satan has lulled you to sleep. Some of you watching video games with all the murder and the blood and all of that stuff and wonder why your life is so out of order. It is so critical that you place boundaries on how much of your personal life you will put on social media. There need to be personal boundaries of how much information about you you're going to put on social media. Listen, it's called the World Wide Web for a purpose. There ought to be boundaries. Some things ought to be off limits. Some, listen, be careful what you text and how much you text. Text short. Stop texting so long. And stop texting to be text. You text yourself in trouble. The Word of God tells us that there is no salvation in any other or anything except Jesus Christ the only name under heaven by which we must be saved. We can and many do live victoriously through obedient faith in our Lord and Savior. In him alone, we are redeemed and forgiven. He is the way, the truth, and the life. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210 821-5683. Throughout the Bible, we are reminded of the immeasurable gifts God has given us. One of those gifts is the miraculous gift of motherhood. The Maranatha Bible Church family invites you to join us on Mother's Day, Sunday, May 14th at 10 a.m. as we thank God and honor all mothers during our Mother's Day worship celebration. Come and be blessed as we praise God together on this special day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.